what I am going to do is be willing enough to go, instead of piling more on my plate and having 17 discussions about why I can and why I can't, I'm actually going to go back to ground zero with my significant other, with myself. I'm going to put my oxygen mask on first and I'm actually going to press pause and go, what does success really mean to me now? Welcome to the Picture of Wealth, or TPOW as we call it. I'm your host, Dustin Service. Nikki Flogden Moore, thank you for coming on the show today. We are talking everything. Uh, well, we're going to talk about all sorts of stuff, but the premise that we talked about before was negative thinking, limited belief mindset, more so business owner, successful. Uh, no, I can't take Fridays off. I And we're telling you, you can. Now you can inject your own innuendo of what Fridays off means to you, but I hope to get into those weeds today. Nikki's a coach. She's a lioness, and I'm very excited to uh, have you on the show. You've got the fitting shirt uh, to, to prove oh, yeah. it. Thank you for going on. Thanks very much for having me, Dustin. Um, I can't wait to have this conversation. We're both in amazing places of the world too. I'm right by the beach, and you're right by the lake. And uh, I'm, I'm very fond of Canada, so uh, yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. Well, uh, what time is it there? Just uh, out of curiosity. Uh, it's quarter past eight in the morning. So we're a morning ahead of you. So, okay. yeah. Or three in the afternoon. So let's uh, let's finish up and you're just getting started. So, uh, Nikki, let's open up. Let's get right into the weeds. Uh, we've got limited time. Listen is busy. Uh, we've got a business owner who is successful. They, you know, have a, a good business. It's running. But life's not balanced. There is something that they suspect or something that maybe a significant other is suggesting is impacting their life and maybe they don't see it because they're so busy in their day-to-day -day grind but to take that friday off or to maybe take a holiday or to maybe not work saturdays where does that come from when you're talking to founders and coaching ceos where do you notice that coming from and part two of the question is going to be what can we do to start recognizing you know if we've got a bit of a, a limiting belief yeah, well, great question. The million dollar question or the billion dollar question, you know, overwhelm, stress and burnout is, you know, an $850 billion industry, if not more. It's a bit like the diet industry now. So everyone's on the, the mindset train and stop burnout. And, you know, I've been doing this for more than 25 years, uh, even though I'm only 12. No, I'm just I, know, I was going to say. I'm glad you said something. I hope that people can see the video. <laughs> but fundamentally, what we've got is we've got an outdated operating system for our modern landscape. So most of us aged between, say, like 40 to 65 or whatever, have still grown up in the work hard, push through, you know, like it's almost like a military mode of, yeah, I came through that day and high five and I just walk in the door and I'm exhausted and like a badge of honor and what with these three statements that I think we have to break up with. One is tall poppy syndrome, which is definitely an Australasian thing. I don't think in Canada Repeat and America you have that. Tall poppy syndrome. So that's like if you're doing really well, don't show off, don't kind of let anyone know about it, don't be too big for your boots. So these kind of show that you've had to bleed to get your success. And the other thing is it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger and all these kind of you know, sentences that we grew up with, which is like, you can't have your dessert until you've had your vegetables. Now we've got a younger generation, which is like, show me the money, but I won't turn up to work. So we've got these polarizing things where you can't find staff and you're like, where's this work ethic? And 
you're trying to figure your own stuff out as a founder. And I think because we've got such limited time today, because this is a topic that I could talk about for hours, um, is the most important information I'd like to give anyone listening to this is you've actually got to pause for a second and be able to be willing to define what great looks like to you. So not what was imposed on you. The very first step is to go, I understand, we all know we need to be doing things differently. But feeding the machine of coping with stress, feeding the machine of dealing with burnout, feeding the machine of balancing work life, that's actually just a coping mechanism like taking a Panadol or a Nurofen. What I want to do is talk about taking that initial microchip that has got you to where you've got today and being willing to go just like any computer system, iPhone, whatever, we're going to up date our operating system. So today's chat is about updating your operating system. We go, that is outdated. I'm not going to hang around and try and reboot that thing because it is done and dusted. But what I am going to do is be willing enough to go, instead of piling more on my plate and having 17 discussions about why I can and why I can't, I'm actually going to go back to ground zero with my significant other, with myself. I'm going to put my oxygen mask on first and I'm actually going to press pause and go, what does success really mean to me now? So anyone listening to this that's gone through businesses and you've got staff and you've probably made it, I want you to press pause and go, before I rush in and um, you know do my winning weeks, which Nikki's going to talk about, and write a 90-day plan, I actually need to give myself permission to go, what does great look like? What do What is a winning week? Where am I going to have work-life blend? Because if you're anything like me or maybe Dustin, we are – there's no separation between church and state. We are an exudance of our work. Like I love my job and I work ridiculous hours. My number ends in 911 uh, for a reason, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And the times I want to go and pack groceries and go, oh my God, I just get up the next morning and I'm at it again because it is a force within you. But what we've got to give ourselves permission to do is go, you know, are we doing things that we love? Are we combining that with what we're good at? And are we really sitting down and going, I am in the driver's seat of my life. I'm not the back seat. There's a reason that the, the windscreen is bigger than the rear vision mirror. So we've got to stop looking back and justifying the exhaustion, the confusion, the overwhelm and the stress that comes with running a business and make a neuroplasticity shift, a neurolinguistic shift in our brain, a quantum physics to go, if you can think it, it can happen. We understand all this as intelligent business leaders, but what we need to do is apply that knowledge. And I guess it's like a bull at the rodeo. I'm like smashing through the gate, ready to go. And all your excuses, we're just going to buck those excuses off because all they're doing is holding you back from your brilliance, from success, from life being a rally. So the question is not why can't we do it? The question is, are you willing to break up with the stories that justify why you're not in that seat already? And if you're willing to do that, then you take a blank piece of paper and we can rewrite the script. But what you have to do when you're doing your A column, which is your awesome life column, is you have to do the B column and you write it out by hand, not on your phone, not on the computer, because cognitively we, we, you know, we take information from our brains and when you write it down, it clears your your thinking and your folders out, which is extremely important for clarity of thinking and conscious decision-making. And then you do your A column, your awesome column, and then you must write down the blurts. And the blurts are what I call the yeah buts. So you'd be like, it's all right for you, Nikki. Yeah, you know, you don't understand. I've got three kids and 
four staff and I've just put on a new construction worker and my accountant's pregnant and la da la 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 da you know, like I don't care because you are actually a person that is running a business and if you look back in your life, I guarantee you that you've achieved everything you've set out. But we quickly forget that. So we're going to just throw a bunch of energy at your listeners today and go, well, we will give you the tools to either make a choice. You listen to this and you go, oh, my God, that was so inspiring and nothing changes. Or you listen to this and you grab a pen and paper and say, I'm just going to do one next right thing. And that one right thing is, what do I really want my life to look at now? What, how do I want to spend my days? How do I want to spend quality time with my family, my significant other? If you've worked yourself to the bone and maybe your marriage is broken up and you've lost some relationships, what does a good relationship look like for you? And how will you make that time so that you have work-life blend? And when you give yourself permission to be just happy and work hard and be in all like a rally, then nothing's going to stop you. But that's going to take retraining the brain, which is your mental gym as a founder, as a business owner, as a parent, as a partner to go, I have to swipe left on negative thinking. That's my thought Tinder. Swipe left on that and choose my next thought. I love it. Thank you, Nikki. That was uh, that was exciting. This leads me to ask and sort of solidify your concept with an emotional binder, if you will. And give us a Nikki story where whether it was five years ago, 10 years ago, or why you got into this business of helping entrepreneurs where, you know, 10, 12, 20 years ago, you thought a certain way. And now you think drastically different. And when you were 20 years ago, or, you know, in the past, you thought that thought you had would never change. That was like a Nikki value that you had. And so where have you come from that using the tools and, and tricks that you're talking about? And, and give us the, the actual story. That's an interesting question because I think I've always been a little bit of an anomaly. Like, you know, I grew up on a farm. I'm the youngest of six kids by nine years, very uncool, hand-me-downs. Um, I grew up as a tomboy, so I was out on the tractor at four with my dad and and my parents are New Zealand family on a farm, extremely hardworking. And so that business ethic and that curiosity as a kid, I was I always had like imaginary friends. So my mum my mom would have to make me extra lunch for my imaginary friends. So I've always had this curious mindset, but my story is a little bit different because I've had a lot of big things happen in my life. I was involved in a bus accident and I've died, you know, on the way out to an island and come back. And I've had all these kind of other things that I almost forget about. But I realized that my attitude to life that I have now, I've always had. The challenge was it didn't fit what society said I should do. So I came from boarding school and then I went straight to work, university, all that stuff and ticked all those boxes and was extremely driven to have jobs like I'm sure all your listeners can probably relate to that were way above our age, uh, that were way above our responsibility, but we just figured it out. And looking back, you're like, God, you know, but that's where you learned and you got your experience. But I've always, from injuries and all those experiences, I've always had to be very resourceful. So when I had that school bus accident, I was only 12 and we had to go back on a bus to go to the court case at 12 years old at boarding school. So I invented this thing called MOM, mum, mind over matter. So I, I remember going on this bus that smelled exactly the same and anyone that's been in a horrific accident or a trauma experience knows 
that you can never erase the etheric quality of something. And I'm just a kid at boarding school going back after months in hospital and I smell this bus and I have to get back on a bus. And so I thought mind over matter. So I'd sit on the bus and I'd go mind over matter. So I'd train myself to, to reduce panic because I didn't have a choice. I had no, there was no counseling. There was no support systems. You just got back at it. It's like getting back on the horse for right or wrong. Those abilities to find the resources within. And if I think about looking back, all the work experience, I, you know, I started an athlete management agency. I ran a health and fitness business for many, many years. And then I started Life's Gym and I started taking CEOs and founders on retreats 20 years ago when I was still working in advertising because they would go, how come you've got so much energy in the morning? So I started this work-life blend, healthy, wealthy, wise. I've had growing up my entire life, but I never fit in anywhere when I was younger. I, I was just always like a little, you know, like a giraffe, just slightly different from all the other animals in the zoo, you know, kind of looking around. And now as I got older, you can't ask Siri for the level of experience that we all have to go through. And I was having this conversation because I run these things called dynasty dinners and legacy lunches. And we was talking about when you get to a certain age, you start telling people to fork off. You're like, you know what? <laughs> just totally. You just have that. I just can't because you've got no room for all the drama and you have no room because you have responsibilities. So you can't be bothered with the small stuff, but you can't just get that from an online course. You can't, you, it's a rite of passage. So anyone on your show has earned a rite of passage to go, all I need to do is grab a blank piece of paper and sit down with my significant other or go and look at a lake and actually allow my inner GPS, my own intelligence, because in our heart we have an atom that's carried through generation. That's why a lot of people have um, experiences or they can play piano or they can sing and they're like generational information or they can be really good at building a guitar and they've never done woodwork before because your heart carries an atom all the way through. And I think what's really important is that we understand our own intelligence is not what is given to us on the internet and is not what is given to us by the government, but we have to be interdependent and we have to trust ourselves. And so learning work-life blend, learning to define what good looks like and learning to be curious is an essential ingredient in today's modern world. You have to know what your vital ingredients are. Is curious something you can learn or is, some, is curious something that's natural? I think that you can decide if you've gone through an, anything in life, they've got two things. You either decide that life does stuff to you or you do things with life. So I think you can fundamentally not wait for a catastrophic moment in your life. If you're listening to Dustin now and you're one of his clients, you're listening to the show, this is your message. This is it you know, and you can't get your time back. So it is about a choice. Curiosity is a choice. And that's what we're teaching in replacing negative thinking. The fastest way to get out of panic is to number one, listen to your breath, because that's the one thing that keeps you alive. And what that does is an instantaneously grounds you. So it's like, you know, if you're a Red Bull athlete, or if you're a sniper, they teach you to breathe. So that's the first step. The second step is to listen to the little voice. My famous saying is your ego is not your amigo and that's just your subconscious, but don't tell it off. Just go, hey, dude, I hear you, but 
I'm choosing this now because your ego invariably is just what we grew up with. I don't know if you've read, um, I think it's Untethering of the Soul by Michael Singer or Untethered Soul and there's all these beautiful things. Anyone that tells you you can break up with your subconscious is first of all not honoring who you are as a whole person and secondly, even the greatest athletes in the world like Rafael Nadal, you know, tennis players, imagine standing on that court, the balls don't come any slower the higher you get. So it's between here that our investment matters. And that mindset, that curiosity, you can have a choice that you decide today that you will replace fear with curiosity. And you put that on your bathroom mirror, you stick it on your screensaver of the phone. In fact, I'll make one for your listeners. I will make you a Dustin screensaver that we say, I will replace fear with curiosity and that's my new mental gym. I'm gonna stop flexing the left bicep of fear and I'm gonna start flexing the right bicep of possibility. And if you do that time and time again, after 21 days, you are going to be a different person with a different ecosystem, but you let other people do their own thing because all you're responsible for is how you show up. And you will find that relationships back to you, that your employees back to you, that your, inter your intimate relationships change as a result because you're not trying to sell anything in anymore. And um, obviously, you know, I've got decades of talking about this. So I'm very passionate about this topic. But what I really want people to know when they're listening is you can do this, but it is completely a mindset. That's all it is. It's not a million, you don't need a million bucks. It's free. When you're talking about the initial onset of just buying a piece of paper, trying to write it, we often do with our staff in our monthly marketing brainstorming meeting, we say, it's not how, it's wow. Because yeah. everyone gets so like, well, how would that work? And how, like you get to almost running too fast before you even got the idea out. And so just let's think, wow, not how. And uh, that fits with uh, with what you're talking about. Nikki Fogg and more.com. Uh, that was a great, uh, a great push. I love that. Ego is not your amigo. And uh, in what you're seeing right now, has there been a shift? And my personal story would be pre-COVID, lots of energy, business, you know, static direction easy like growth was a linear line almost and you know you had the goals and all stuff then everything sort of gets kind of upset and there was a period of time in there where I remember going like well am I going to do this for 20 more years like yeah I don't know and it's not you're doubting it it's just your excitement level and your passion which you always sort of had and I would say that maintaining curiosity and sort of a revamp time so for listener if you're in that place of, if it's feeling like a slog or, you know, I've got another 10 years of this, 20 years, it's probably time for a refresh. It's probably time to look at NikkiFogandMore.com, check out some of the content. And Nikki, if that person, so listener is in a, in a slow point, plateau, whatever you want to call it, you've given us the tools to kind of, uh, you know, take some steps, but why? Why should they do that? Like this, and we're all busy. Yeah, I love that. Well, my question is, why would you not want Remarkable? Why would you not want to wake up and feel that no matter what's coming your way, you feel electric about your life? You know, this whole thing is about self-mastery. I call it your personal Harvard. Um, because if you think about the billions of dollars and this eternal search for happiness, because success usually is correlated to people feeling happy because they've made money or they've got an accolade. But 
There's a famous expression, I think it's from Krishna, that says they place the head of God inside of man because it's the last place he'll look. Yeah. Now, I'm not a particularly religious person. I believe in all sorts of galactic things because I'm just like that, you know. So it's like the galaxy has called you up and I'm here with my clipboard to go, welcome, Dustin, let me show you the way, you know. But I think what's important is that we need to stop looking outside ourselves and we need to stop looking for validation because that's where we get caught up in in programming of what great looks like when really my sole purpose is to uh, instill self-leadership and self-confidence where the skills that you are given as a human being, we work together like this amazing um, puzzle on this planet where we show up as strong pieces of ourselves rather than a soggy piece of the puzzle because we're not sure how we should react. Mm -hmm. So why is the most important question. And I turn that around and, and the only reason that you would wiggle out of it is because your subconscious has kept itself partying, doing drugs, having a great time, telling you no, and with a false sense of security, it does not want to be kicked out of the nightclub in your brain. It's like it's been living there rent free. So the moment you actually start to replace it with curiosity, the blurts come up, which is really important. You can't do the work without recognizing the blurts and having compassion for that side of yourself, which is I really appreciate that your tenacity and sense of security has got me to create the business where it is, but I choose that I want to live in flow, not force. Why? Stress is a choice. Uh, overwhelm is actually a choice. It really is, but we have to believe it without evidence. We're evidence-based society. You have to create your own evidence. And that's why I said at the beginning of this chat, if everyone listening really looks back, I guarantee you that whatever you've put your mind to, you've made happen. There's your evidence. So what you think about expands. So I want you to water the flowers, not the weeds. Uh, so when you're following your intuition, is there any tools that you could give listener for decision-making because in wealth and finance, money, conversations with your spouse about money, those are the kind of the pinnacle of decisions, usually. Buying a bigger house, you know, financing something, taking out debt, starting a business. Uh, is there any decision-making tools you could help someone and weaving in your, your using your intuition, but then using, because re research and Google is for a lot of things, you can find enough, but is there a line like, you know, yeah. health stuff that's in your body that you can't see, uh, you're assuming, unless you use sort of imagery or whatever. Well, are you, are you assuming because actually your body's so smart. Your body is, we're so smart. And I talk about this atom in your heart that is your ultra intelligence. So this comes back to the basic fundamental of self-trust. There's three steps you must take to have conscious decision-making. One is you have to have a quiet space. So you, even if it's in a nanosecond, you, you put both feet on the ground and you ask yourself one question calmly, the first answer will be the right answer and it'll probably be the quietest answer. The rest will be society's ego programming, yeah, but. So you'll be like, I really like the sound of that podcast. And then your, your subconscious will go, shit, I'm about to be kicked out of this ring space. So... Yeah, but she's in Australia and it's a show and they're not you. And, blah, 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 and like, you know, there's like a hundred sentences that come from it. So when we talk about, I love this conversation about relationships because I work so much with founders and CEOs and extremely intelligent people that have already made it. And what we do is unlock conscious conversations that there is absolutely no conflict. 
Because if you're in your truth, nobody can argue with that. So how you talk about finances, you have to remove fear. I always say, what's the worst that can happen if you talk to your spouse or your business partner and you say, I really want to explore the possibility of all these financial discussions, but there is no fear allowed in this room. Because the only reason people defend a situation is because they're afraid. The only reason people trigger and say and project is because they're afraid. Whereas I would say, well, is that a fact? So facts and stats are the most uh, your friend. And that's where you go, do you know P&L and what is your trajectories and blah, 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 blah. And But the, you've got to come back to that original question of 30 odd minutes ago, what does great look like to you? The biggest mistake is people hustling for millions of dollars of turnover, cannibalizing their profit and cannibalizing their time. So you might have a smaller business and turnover to be highly profitable and you'll have more me time and more time with your family. So profit just isn't cash. Profit is time, health, wealth, and energy. And so we have to reframe what success is like. Success is not having a massive building with your name on it if inside it it's an empty shell and everyone's miserable and you're constantly trying to pull cash in. Success for me is that you can run a business that's not reliant on social media because the work you do spreads like wildfire and it's a privilege to work with you. So we've got to go back to those old basics of relationships and just do really good work and just be a really good person and and take the fear out because what are you trying to prove anyway? I wasn't going to go here, but I think we're going to go here. Uh, Uh-oh. Neil Pasricha uh, wrote a book called The Happiness Equation. So mm-hmm. I, and this is his idea, but I do uh, I do think it's important. And it's called Spousal Influence Awareness. Yeah. And we added on to it, I mean, an acronym called SIA, S-I-A, because it's very important. And you might be nodding, but listener, if you've not heard this concept, I have done a whole podcast on it, but it is important to remind yourself. When you're making a financial decision, you need the energy and the space to, to debate them constructively. So listener, you think about how often you are happy. You know, maybe that's 60% of the time, 70, 80. Let's say you're happy 80% of the time and your partner is happy uh, the same, about 80% of the time. So he, he has a charge and long story short, if you think about those numbers, that means if you're both happy 80% of the time, you actually are happy together at the same time, 64% of the time. So when most financial arguments happen, it's probably because one of you is happy and one of you is in your 32% of not being happy. Mm-hmm. And so you've got this instant thing that, no, you know, we're not going to do that. Well, you just haven't figured out that they had a bad day. Where I'm going with this is when you're coaching CEOs and founders about business and about bringing ideas and expansion, how do you help couples? Because even though CEO it might be, or the owner might be the owner, the, the significant other is part of the equation. 100%. And and, if there's yeah. families and there's risk, you know, I'm going to, I don't expand in Asia. It's like we're well, in Canada. Yeah, I'm going to go to Asia four weeks every six. Well, that doesn't really work for the family. So, you know, what ideas come to fruition about CEO making a better connection between work and family as it applies to big decisions? Does that make sense? Yeah. I think what you're asking is that alignment, um, you know, and that freedom to express ideas without it being shut down. Because as a, founder and entrepreneur or a CEO invariably you have a pioneering brain that's like oh and we often get frustrated because we're like well why doesn't anyone get it but it's our ability to communicate clearly so what I've learned is because I had quite a strong fitness background like 
I was head trainer for Women's Health and Fitness magazine for years. And so for a long time, people go, oh, you're the fitness chick. I'd be like, no, you know, like, <laughs> but that was not on them. It was on me because I actually was so busy doing the work. I wasn't articulating, setting the scene and giving people clarity. So when you look at conscious communication, you mean your partner, audience or your partner? Well, no, my audience, you know, I mean, my partner, poor, my poor partner. Can you imagine? It's like having Tigger in the house. I'm like, yes. And he's like, oh God, I'm going to go fishing. So I'm like, I'm coming. Oh, <laughs> that was exactly what he okay. wanted. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, that's a whole other discussion as well. So invariably the CEOs and founders that I work with, the beautiful privilege I have is that with the people I work with, I work mostly then with their partners as well. And that's a real privilege because that is un unearthing all these old programs because don't forget if you're a founder you generally go and search information and you better yourself and you're consciously actively trying to get better at communicating but your spouse is just doing their day-to-day stuff and they maybe haven't had a business coach or a coach or any type of discussions so it's about collectively understanding that we're never going to be we got we can't parent child our communication you have to adult to adult And I think that's so important that psychology 101, even with your kids, is we've got to stop parenting. So what happens in relationships when you talk about the happiness equation is that it will invariably switch parent-child, like one of you will be up, the other one won't. It's the tone and the language. So I use four quadrants of communication. I think, I feel, I need, I want. So now, funnily enough, I had a coaching session yesterday with a couple that almost matched your description and she had came from a point where she wasn't earning as much he was buying a jet ski she needed dental work done he was like oh, i've just found this jet ski and she was like like you know so she shut that down and he was like a kid i said stop sulking and where's this coming from so because that i said if you remove the fear because ultimately you're a team and ultimately, you've got to be able to have conscious conversations. So if you have a significant other and you need to grow together, you need to go back to the first thing I said in this conversation together with you, Justin, is what does your great look like together? First of all, do it as an individual and then do it as a couple and do it unfiltered, almost like a Pinterest board of your life, but on paper, have an unfiltered discussion and then have a separate piece of paper for the blurts, have a separate piece of paper for the year butts, have a separate piece of paper for the fears and articulate them because if you don't articulate your fears, your butts, your blurts, they will sit there doing push-ups in the background and they will come grab you at your vulnerable moment. But when we know what our fears are, like mine is funnily enough, I I'm not a salesperson. I've written a lot of books. I'm very passionate about my work, but asking me to write a sales copy for you or to, to talk about my book on the show and I actually get a panic attack. I, I'm like, ooh, selling, yuck, you know? So that was just a story. So I have to really work on that and going, that's a blurt. That's not the truth. People love hearing about what's in the pages and why I created this online program. So if you come from the right space, but I had to identify that that's a trigger of mine, you know, and that I shouldn't be afraid of that. And so when you, I mean, you identify it, it doesn't have power over you. So what most people do is they take this information from your podcasts and they rush home. I call it the Tony Robbins effect. Oh my God, I just went to this conference. It's unleashed the power within. It's so amazing. You've got to go. You've got to get the book. 
it's great. We're going to move to Canada. We're going to live next to Dustin by the lake. Can't wait. And everyone's like, what? And then a week later, that person's going, I'm so stressed out. Oh my God, we don't have any money. You know, so they haven't applied the knowledge that I call it the tic-tac. You've taken the tic-tac, but invariably the sugar goes at some point and you dip. <laughs> so the reason why I only work with a few people one-on-one -on -one every year is because you have to be ready for change because I'm going to hunt down all those microchips that are your excuses and go, hold on a second, this is not the reason. And then you go, wow, I didn't realize that we're constantly bringing all these inherent butts up to the surface and just clearing them. So that's your Tom Cruise moment at the Matrix. You go, I saw that. I'll go, I don't want that anymore. But you have to acknowledge it and you have to say to your partner, I acknowledge that I'm a crazy giraffe that has all these ideas, but it doesn't mean they all have to happen. I would just like to freely express myself in a safe place mm. and that would give me the greatest love language that you would just hear me out and then together we'll find a way. So all of a sudden you've bridged the gap between possibility and you've removed problem thinking. I love it. One of the tools that, that we do is, uh, I say once a year, but actually it's probably more like once every two years is we'll print the last three uh, months of our visa statements, mine and my wife's. And it's a safe place to bring those transactions forward and to say, not to point fingers and say who's spending what, it's more to say, where is the money going? And yeah. for each other to go, okay, well, yeah, see, I told you, but then it's like, I'm gonna continue, that's a value of mine to spend there. And I know that makes you happy. So fitness for us is a big thing. We spend an over amount, the most part on that realm. So that can happen. But then it also is another place to look and go, you know what, I'm gonna check in with myself because those are goals. You know, that spending right there is goals from when I was 20. Um, you know, I'm in my 40s now and those can go away and I'm at peace with that not coming to fruition. I want to close up with one topic because you, you mentioned health, wealth, wisdom. Uh, you've been a long advocate of the health industry and fitness. Where are you going? What are you doing to keep yourself young, youthful, uh, keep your mind right from a nutrition and active body standpoint? I, I just feel like it comes back to work-life blend. Our body is so incredible. Now, I launched a company called Life's a Gym 20 years ago, and I wrote my very first book, which was called Vitality, which was it, you can seamlessly have health and well-being and fitness in your life by using life as your gym. And, you know, we don't have to, it's not a chore. So when you start to figure out and you use exercise and movement as part of your day rather than a, I have to, so I think the first thing is we have to replace I have to with I get to. I get to walk, I get to run, I get to bike with my kids. And movement is the elixir for ideas, vitality and vision. So when you move your body, you oxygenate your brain and it increases your ability to deal with illnesses. It reduces deoxygenated cells, which create cancer and brain issues and everything else. It gets you off your phone. So I think we all know what to do. We know it. We know that eating healthy, the basic thing is anything fresh and close to its natural raw um, source is better for you. Like it's, they're all very practical things. So just the mindset industries like the diet and fitness industry, we're trying to give people quick fixes and apps and everything else. And what we're really forgetting is that we have this incredible machine 
that will tell us what we need. And so fitness, like life, it needs to be 360. You've got flexibility, strength, cardio, um, you know, all those sorts of things. You've got to look at the trifecta of moving your body. And the older we get as well, you know, for me, looking back at a lot of my women's health and fitness things, I have a few posters of all my magazine stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, I was so fit then. You know, <laughs> like, how did I not know that? And then so now, I, like I signed up to, you've got to give a challenge. So I did a really cool adventure race, a celebrity adventure race. And I signed up for a triathlon. I have done triathlon for like 10 years and I don't know how I did it. I must have been drinking at the time, but suddenly I'm doing it. And then I think it's just utter respect. I think it's an utter privilege. There are so many people that don't have the privilege of a working functional body. And what we've become in society is we've become very removed and detached from our inner GPS, from respecting the body that we're in. And, and it's a process of self-love because generally people move away from their health and well-being because their mindset is degenerating themselves. It is talking badly to yourself. It is comparison. And it is like, I'm not good enough. You're not good enough. So we eat our emotions away. We drink, you know, you've always got to go for a beer or a wine or it's actually really dangerous. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be able to go. I don't know if you've got the ultra marathon runner, Dean. He's been on my show. He's amazing. Okay. He never cool. sits for longer than I think 10 minutes. He stands all day and he runs these ultra marathons. He's very famous. He's Guinness Book of Records. He's got an amazing story. So one time he just started running and he never stopped. So movement is by default the oxygenation of everything in our life. Now that means less motorized activities. Like it has so many benefits to move and get on a push bike, not a motorized bike. I'm not even going to start around solar powered and energy-based cars because we all know that those batteries are ending up at the bottom of the ocean. That's a whole different discussion. Um, (laughs) So we'll table that for later. But the reason I love to go fishing, I'm a real tomboy. Uh, We go out for for 12 to 13 hours at a time. I love going bush um, is to really get back to basics with nature. So your health and fitness, your trifecta of being the ultimate CEO of your life, if you're listening to this, is that you will not get another body tomorrow. FedEx can give you some bolt-ons and it can give you some Botox, but this is it. So you must respect the vessel that you've been given. And you have to stop comparing and using excuses of why your well-being is not your priority. And that's a personal choice. Uh, And unfortunately, we're in a world where we're giving a lot of room for people to opt out of that and to go, it's too hard or... It's not. I don't really care what your reason is. At the end of the day, don't wait for a catastrophe to put your health as your wealth. And invariably, as a society, we are. So all you can take control of is yourself. And then hopefully by leading by example with your staff, because 97% of staff stress is finances and health and fitness, their health and their finances. And so if you can have winning weeks, you know, do walk and talks, turn up as a healthy founder, limit the drinks evenings, maybe do other activities like fun runs and family sessions and create a healthy environment that your workplace is the new community for that, you'll lead by example. And then by doing that, you're kind of motivating yourself because you're doing it for others. So it's got quid pro quo. I love it. Listener, uh, is your health a priority is a great closing question. Nikki, where can people find you other than the link uh, 
that we talked about. Well, maybe give us all your contact and where people can find information about your tools. Yeah, fantastic. So you can come and join me uh, on NikkiFogdenMore.com. That's more with an E.com. And just sign up for Monday Mojo. There's so much free content there. Um, Radical Self-Belief, my online program, is the book, the course. It's everything. So I tried to create a whole silo, whether you're a love video, podcast, modules, worksheets. I was like, there is no area I'm going to leave unturned that you can learn. Uh, and you can use the code MAYMOJO50 for 50% off that. That's on my website too, and I'll give the links to Dustin. But most importantly, I have, I, you know, there's so much free stuff and inspiration. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook at N Fogden Moore, LinkedIn at N Fogden Moore, um, whatever I can do to help your listeners and give them worksheets or just keep this conversation going. My only thing would be to, to say that life has no remote. You must get up and change it yourself. And for you to be running successful businesses and be a client of Dustin, you've obviously got a drive and a tenacity to live a life on the road less traveled. So keep that conviction and whatever it is, even if it's conversation with your spouse, if you can replace fear with curiosity, you will never ever lose because you will remove problem thinking and you'll constantly come from possibilities. And that is a perfect state to be in, in this rally of life. And that's why we're all here. You know, so suit up, show up, and just embrace it all. And we're both here to help you. Nikki, thanks a lot for being on the show. I know I got a ton of nuggets and listener. I hope you did too. Nikki, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Dustin. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed the show, please like and rate the show, share with a friend, or use your new knowledge in your next conversation. If during the show something gave you a pang of inspiration, motivation, or sense of uncertainty, act on it now. Get the clarity you're looking for. Find the permission you seek. Go to servicewealth.com to discover how others are learning how to take Fridays off or buying a recreation property or spending more money. If you're an organizer of an event where you believe my philosophy on finance and lifestyle design would be applicable, go to servicewealth.com and book me as a speaker at your next event. If you want a copy of our new book coming out soon, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook and we will be sure to get you a first copy. 